everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, Ben Affleck, J-Lo, Murgatroyd, Benefer, how how are you in Spain today? Did we just turn into TMZ? <clears throat> well, because we generally have hard cutting news and we're known for our uh, political opinions <laughs> and, um, you know, always being the first to report the story, I figured that, you know, it's as good as any place, right? Right. So J-Lo and Ben Affleck drove through a drive through What are you doing? I'm getting a, I'm getting a shot of espresso. Oh my God. Little plug for my <clears throat> double shot of espresso, which we'll talk about later, but go ahead. Oh my God. So JLo and Ben, I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, you already know they got married in a <laughs> drive through but I just learned about this 30 seconds ago. So, uh, so old news, but so I will tell just, you real quick. Let's just give you the, the pitch you deserve. So my husband, this man over there, has a new episode every Wednesday called Double Shot. Why do we name it Double Shot? Because he drinks about 12 of them in the morning. And uh, Double Shots of Espresso, not vodka. That would be a lot. So he's doing a little solo episode. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I've always wanted to do a solo episode. You know, it's interesting because when I do an interview... It is primarily the guest platform. I try and keep it conversational, but it's about the guest. And when I do my Friday date show, let's be honest, it's about my wife. But there's nothing in between where it's just me and this three-ring circus of a brain that I have trying to navigate life. And so I thought, let me do it. And the reason why this is a this is an important piece to get. For those of you that have something that you really want to do, but for whatever the reason is you haven't gotten to it, there's usually a procedural or a systems way to do it. So for me, I was like, you know what? I walk everywhere. I absolutely can put earbuds in my ears, hit record on my voice recorder and walk down the street and 
send it to the editor to edit. I could, I could totally do that. And anything else is just a bullshit excuse. So, um, last week I just got up and said, that's it. I'm going to do it. And, uh, I'm doing it. I'm very proud of you. Thank and you. I listened to part of your first episode, which that will make the first podcast of mine you've ever listened to. And I, I, I must be because I forced you to. But it was really good. And I was really proud of you. So I'm excited to hear more. So what are we talking be delivered, about today? That'll be delivered on Wednesdays, um, coming to a podcast player near you. We are talking about um, whatever it is that you want me to talk about. Perfect. We are going to talk this morning about a message I got in my inbox. And I want everyone to know first that I don't share anything. I don't screenshot messages or share content without prior uh, approval from whoever sent it. I just don't feel like that's good. So this uh, wonderful gal sent me a message relating to a uh, an Instagram story that I had posted. And the story was my laptop in front of the pool. And I just wrote, each morning I snag an hour or two to work. I work on content, create reels, and sift through videos for our YouTube show. Then it's all family time. And so she messaged me, and she's Italian, and she said, I just don't understand if it's a creator thing or American thing, but why do you work on holiday? The whole point should be not to do it as an Italian, but it's true for most of Europe. It truly does not make any sense to me. And, you know, that message opened up a really interesting conversation. And I thought it would make a a good little fry date for us. All right. So who wants to go first? You can go first. Okay. I I mean, I had the conversation with her. You can go first. So I, you know, look, I think she has a, a really valid point. And I also think it's quite contextual to, um, to where we are in our life with how we've set up our life to be. So let's deal with the practical side first. You can't travel for three months and not work, or at least I can't travel for three months and not work. You got a finger, go ahead. I do have a finger. You're giving me the finger. I'm giving you the finger. That's what I said to her. I said, you know, here's here's our specific situation. We're taking almost three months off. And if you're in a position in your business where you can take three months and absolutely not work, go for it. And I would love that too. But the way we have set up our life is that we can kind of live and work anywhere. And so when we have um, now three podcast episodes a week, we have Patreon content, we have social media content, not to mention that's just the businesses you know about. (laughs) We have other things going on too. There has to be a little bit of dedicated time to just make sure our e-commerce store is up to date and, you know, our network business, our network marketing business is going and all the other little things we have um, that are, that are in flux to just touch point on all of it. And being able to do that from anywhere is really a blessing and how we created our life. And so I said to her, I said, you know, it's we set up our life so we can change our location at a whim. And right now it's 103 today in Florence where we live. And so why would I work from that environment when I could just move my work environment to a new place? And I only work a couple hours a day anyway. So why not just shift our work environment and make it a bit more of a working 
holiday versus just a straight up, we're taking the one to two weeks off vacation. You know, I have to tell you, as you're describing this, there's not a whole lot of difference between what we're doing now in terms of the workflow than we're normally doing from home. So for example, we don't have an ocean, we don't have a pool. So we're not doing beach activities. And obviously, you know, it's not always summer. So that piece of it is different. But our typical day is not a whole lot different. You know, uh, Sophia goes to school. I work out. You go shopping. We come back. Oh we my work. God, you literally just made me sound like a shopaholic. What do, I, I go grocery shopping. Shop. No, grocery shopping. Oh, I was like, I go no, shopping. No, 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 I go, I go shop. Sorry. I felt like, I felt I'm like I was in Pretty Woman for a second. No, no, no. I should have said grocery shopping. You're, you're, you're not a shopper. I am. Um, and we work for about three hours and, uh, that's kind of it. So I would say maybe we were focused on maybe another hour or two of work than we are on vacation. But I think, I think the bigger piece of this is if we sort of like dig past this piece of working on vacation and talk a little bit about how the Europeans slash Italians vacation, I think that's an interesting conversation because what, what made, what prompted her was the confusion of what we do on vacation because it's not incredibly uncommon for an American to take a vacation, even their one week a year that they take, to actually be working on that one week. I think it depends on the job. And so what I also had shared is, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, you have your own business or whatever it is, especially if it's online, if it's in the online space, you're you're going to have to do some level of work if you are gone for an extended time. But if you're an, a, a typical nine to five person, you're checking out of the office and you're you're truly on vacation. I don't necessarily look at what we're doing as being on holiday. I look at what we're doing as we changed our, our location. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're traveling. I more look at it, and which is different to me than vacation. Like when we went to Greece... Actually, when we went to Greece, we didn't work. We didn't do Zoom calls and things like that. So that we were gone for 10 days and that was our holiday where we didn't work because we had just come off of events and all kinds of stuff. And so that for me was our holiday. Now I just feel like we're traveling and we're we're doing what we set up our life to do, which is work on vacation and and I want to get to what you were talking about, about the Europeans and Italians. Hold off, though. Hold off, though. I'm sorry to interrupt your flow. <clears throat> you said something that was really interesting before you go on to this next piece. I, I had a little download from the universe here. Oh, my God. Are you in California right now? Yeah, yeah, well, it, mentally, I am. We use this time to be creative. So let me give you an example. When we... Like, okay, so what time is it now? It's 1042. So we probably got up maybe eight o'clock, 830, somewhere in there. I went for a walk and I walked down the beach and I did my uh, my double shot podcast, but I walked down the beach and as I was looking out, I'm watching the fishermen and I'm watching people do yoga um, uh, on the beach and I'm in a creative state. And then I come back and I say to Kim, I got, I got an idea. 
and we go to the pool and we, we recorded a reel for entrepreneurs to help them break out of the trance. Doesn't matter what the reel was about. So what the way I use these trips is yes, they are vacations and yes, they're, they are a, a time for our family to get together. But what they also are is because we're creators, we are content, like, like we just have to call a spade a spade. We are content creators. That's what we do. Like I do, we do events, we do podcasts, but we are creators of contents to share with the world. And to create, you have to be inspired. And if you are sitting in the same place over and over again, and you don't get yourself out of it, you're not getting new ideas to create content. And when those new ideas come, if you don't create them in the moment, they're stale. I can't take this idea I had for a reel that is just popping around in my brain right now and wait until I get back and then do the reel when I get back there. There's a, there, there's a, an environmental trigger that gets me going. So one of the things that I use this for is to sleep and feel alive when I wake up. Cause Sophia doesn't have to go to school. We don't have to get up early to look at a different side of my life. Like like, you know, when Sophia's gone for eight hours a day, my head is focused on other things. It's not focused on her. But when she's here and she's splashing water in my face in the pool and climbing on me, I'm thinking about my relationship with her. And so I'm thinking about and doing different things than I normally do, which is creating new ideas, new content and triggering different ways to share them. Yes, absolutely agree. I love that. Um, another thing she said is that Italians slash Europeans and Americans have always been on the opposite sides of work and life balance. And I think that's really interesting. And I also think that there is going to be a shift in that because if you go back 50 years, there was a traditional nine to five, five days a week, you're in an office or whatever. Now there's so like every country is starting to put out nomad visas and work from home visas and telework visas and stuff like that. With what what we went through in the last couple of years with COVID, businesses learned that they can still get uh, great work out of people when the people aren't in the office. People learned that they don't necessarily have to be in an office setting and time flexibility has become more prevalent in the business world, even if you have a nine to five. I mean, look at our older daughter. Our older daughter is in a new city constantly traveling and she has a job, but she is always somewhere traveling. She is um, crossing the country and uh, soon coming to Europe and she can do it because she works from her laptop. And I think that as the world shifts into more of a time-flexible work becoming more common, I think you will see holidays transform as well, where yes, instead of taking that one week to go to Spain or wherever, you might take one month and take a few days off for work. Maybe you won't work all day, every day, but you'll still 
have to fit it in. And I think we're going to see a trend to shifting to that. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because I think it's just a mindset thing. I think if you had only one week a year or like the Italians take the August 15th to September 1, I think if that's all you have, then by all means, go all in and don't do any work. But if you have the flexibility to take a month, two months or whatever and travel, then be open to getting a couple hours in and then spending time with the family. And like yesterday, Rob, you you did a couple hours in the morning. We had a full day with Sophia and me and you and the beach and splashing and all the things. And then you came back and you did a Zoom with a new couple wanting to join your uh, platinum event in either San Moritz or I think we're going to do the French Riviera. And so it was really like, it's a very balanced day. It's not like Americans grinding. Like we we went to the airport to come here. You remember this? And we're going through security and I shit you not, there's a guy with a laptop open walking through the airport, like typing. And he's like going through security, holding his laptop open and working. That is a problem. Okay. It looked looked like he had the launch codes. And if he didn't get this in that, you know, somebody was going to, like a country was going to explode. It was like watching, it was watching uh, Jason Bourne going through the, uh, the airport. And Um, and so one more thing, and then we'll get to what you wanted to talk about. I shared with her the conversation we had with, um, I think it was Francesco, where you said, you made a comment and you said, Americans don't know when to stop working. And he joked and he's Italian. And he said, sometimes Italians don't know when to start. And I shared that with her and she said, it's probably true and too true on both accounts. And she remarked that you and I have found the pros and cons of each the, the American mindset on work and the Italian mindset on work. And we're coming to some sort of middle ground where we know when to start and we know when to stop. And I think that is our, that is what we've been talking about for the last almost 20 years together, you know, in, in our messaging is that mm. we have this one life and we have to go all in on it. And it's not just about business and it's not just about work and it's not just about attainment of things and it's not just about financial success. Although all of that is great, we also have to have the balance and balancing act of family time and love because Rob, like you're so all in with Sophia that your relationship with her, like you're not going to blink and she's going to have grown up and you're going to miss most of it because you were in the office or you were on a business trip or you were somewhere not with her. Like she's getting the best of you. And that is the biggest gift you can give her. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, I love this conversation. So God, you said so many things. You're welcome. I'll hit some some quick highlights. Um, I remember reading the four hour work week. Um, I guess it's probably 12 years ago now, maybe longer. I don't know if it's their 10th anniversary or 15th. And he talks about how you can write a letter. I think he gives you an email template to write a letter, uh, to write an email to your boss to try and convince him that you could work from home and to come up with a way that you can say, look, if I can do my job from home remote or remotely, um, and this was before uh, Zoom existed, 
if I can find a way to do it remotely, would you at least give me a shot? And COVID, as we all know, forced that hand and everybody was forced to work remotely. There was no other way to work. Well, he was ahead of his time in thinking about remote work. Okay. Now let's enter my daughter, Demi, who's, how old is she? 24 or 25? 24. 24. And she came into the workforce predominantly around COVID. Like she worked a couple of years before COVID, but like she really like came into her own, like right in the pandemic. And so she got a taste, like we all did, of what it's like working remotely. And all of her friends were like, why would we ever go back into the office? So the standard for her is I will leave this bitch. I will leave this job. If you make me come, like the thought of her going into an office is like, are you out of your minds? So what is her life? Her life is living in San Diego, working from home and constantly jumping on a plane to visit a friend that lives in Charlotte. Now in two weeks, she's flying to Rome. And all of these things that she's doing, she's doing remotely because it's her new normal. It's her new standard and she can do it. So I think that is a really, really interesting way to do it. The other thing that I think is important to highlight here is, you know, we've been talking a lot about how Italians behave on vacation, but it's really like, you know, we've all understood La Dolce Vita, right? The Italians love, you know, beautiful things and they create Ferraris and pasta and clothes. But until you really see them, like living, they will sit their ass on the beach until nine o'clock at night and have absolutely no apologies whatsoever, come back and go out to dinner at 11 or 12 and come back at two or three o'clock in the morning and then wake up and have an espresso and a cappuccino and the cornetto, you know, like a croissant. And they really lean into living when they're working, you should see them on vacation. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's next level shit. Well, we didn't expect that because we came to Spain and last night we're sitting at dinner in a little Italian restaurant. And I looked at Rob, I said, we found the best Italian island ever. Like we didn't think Ital Italy had beaches like this. They don't, it's, it's Spain, but it's all Italian. And so it's, it's actually like a hidden Italian secret, I think. But now we're getting to like witness the Italians in full action and, and it's beautiful. I, love watching the Italian kids playing at the beach, the families all engaged. I love, I love all of it. I think it's just, it's so wonderful. And by the way, I'm not saying American families aren't engaged at the beach or whatever. I'm just, we're making a remark that these people are all in. Um, I did a story last night about how Formentera is just incredibly late and we're going to dinner at eight o'clock. And of course, we're the first ones opening the place and how everybody's coming later. And then I did a, a video pan of, uh, you could see Rob and Sophia. And then there was like an older couple next to them at dinner and then the sunset. And one of my friends sent me a message and she said, well, with that old couple next to you, you're driving home the point that you guys go to dinner early. I was like, yeah. And they just sat down an hour after we got there. Like you, you know, and that's just 
the life. It's literally, no one's in bed by nine. It's just the life. And they are going to suck every last drop out of their vacation, out of their life. So I totally get the point of the girl that sent the message. She's like, why are you working? Like, if you take that as your lens and then you look at me at the pool with my laptop, you're like, what the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) You're on holiday. Go be on holiday. And if we did, just go be on holiday. We would not be recording this right now. All right. There's one, one thing I want to leave you with. Um, and that is the opposite of this, which is, uh, we talked a little bit about work from home and, uh, you know, working via, uh, zoom remotely. There's a flip side to this. And the flip side, I, I have some friends, um, my friend, uh, Darren, who has a, a company with a lot of employees. He, we had this conversation And it was an interesting one because I was like, well, what are you going to do now? Like you got all these, you got this big facility that all you people work out of. Like what, how are you going to handle this? And, you know, he said, it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation because, you know, we're going to be doing a hybrid, right? Some of the employees will work at home and some of them will come in. And I was like, well, well, why not just have all of them work at home? He said, because you got to be together to collaborate. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, why can't you collaborate over Zoom? He said, so like there's some, when you're in a, a place where you're trying to create something, a new product, new innovation, you, you got to be able to knock on somebody's door and say, can I come in for a second? And then be able to go to like a work table and brainstorm it for two or three hours. Like you can't just open a Zoom at nine o'clock when somebody's got a full Zoom calendar and, you know, go, okay, let's be creative. And well, let's bring Charlie on. Like you need to be able to go, go get, go down the hall, get Charlie, bring him in here. Let's get a whiteboard. And that made sense to me. So I think not every single function in the world today can be done remotely or should be done remotely. I think a lot of it can, and I think depends on the position, but I also think you need collaboration. Like I couldn't, Kim and I could not run our company as well as we do if we were completely remote. I mean, we're married, so that'd be weird, but completely (laughs) remote from each other. Like we need to sit down, have a cup of coffee, you know, throw an idea around and have Kim tell me I'm wrong for 80% of what I say, right? I need somebody to do that. I'm so glad you acknowledged that you need me to tell you you're wrong. All right. Are we done with this? I think we're done with this. So what was the point? The point is... The, the, listen, I don't know that there's an exact anything. I think that there, that hopefully- It's just an interesting conversation. Yeah, I think people will hear this and they will hear different aspects of their own life. Either they're working and they have like completely no relation to any of this, but want to be remote well, or they're remote the- and they need to collaborate or they're working on vacation and they want to be more Italian or they're, you know what I mean? Like they're going to pick the piece- well, why are we talking about what how they're going to see this? They're they're just going to do it. <laughs> All right. Is Goodbye. it over? It's over. Okay. Bye. See you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.